on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. So it's finding the lesson in every single obstacle, in every opportunity, in every win, every single action step you're taking right now, whether you're on the journey from zero to six or six to seven, it's what's the lesson. And if you focus on the lessons and you focus on what you can take from this experience onto the next thing, it feels less heavy. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. All right, guys, Chad's Wolf coming back to you, Gathering the Kings podcast. Just got off of the pod with today's guest, and I cannot wait for you to hear her incredible story of not only building one, but two seven-figure businesses in the last few years. And uh, she drops amazing knowledge on this pod. And so I cannot wait for you to hear from Ryan. Let's jump in, get your pins ready because she's got quite the story. Passion, heart, energy, it's all here. Stay tuned, here it comes. All right, guys, welcome back again. I have a guest here today that I honestly, I feel like I'm looking in the mirror a little bit when I talk about career and accomplishments and just an incredible individual. So welcome to the stage, Ryan Dowdy. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, Chaz. How are you? Excited to be here. I am wonderful. Thank you for being here and and gracing us with your expertise and your presence. Obviously, we're going to dive into some accomplishments that you've had and some cool things along the way that you've learned that are going to be super impactful to the listener today. But tell us what you do. Tell us where the business is today from the level of obviously we're bringing fellow kings and in your case, queen, right, to the stage gathering the kings so we can pull that knowledge from someone who's at that level. So tell us where you're at right now today, where you're speaking from. Yeah, absolutely. So I am actually in a stage of rebuilding. It's been a wild and crazy handful of years as an entrepreneur, and I've built not one, but two seven-figure businesses since 2018. And then I'm making a massive pivot in 2022 and starting over building a community called Be In The Room, which is a space designed specifically for badass women who are looking to um, spend more time in community with other badass women. But what's different about what we're doing is it's not banded by income. It's not banded by even being an entrepreneur. The common thread of the members of Be In The Room is really our rebellion against the status quo, our desire for something more that understanding that there's something about us. It's a little bit different that other people don't quite understand. Um, And this is just a total pivot for me. I've spent my last few years teaching sales and and working with sales teams, both with entrepreneurs and then their teams. So this is a a total pivot and a spirit of rebuilding, but it's been a wild and crazy adventure. I love everything. So I'm going to dissect as we go through the show here, I'm going to dissect several things that you say so that the listener who's taking notes can get as much value as they can. And so what I heard more than anything was an unbelievably clear message of what it is that you're doing, even though it's new, even though it's a pivot, 
gosh, you know exactly what this is. You know exactly who you're after. You know exactly the value that you're providing. And which I think is a huge point for the person who's listening. When you're building your business, you got to know, you got to be clear on the message. You got to be clear on what you're doing. And so I think that you would probably agree with that. The second thing I heard you say is that you've built sales teams and you've done the whole like sales process and growth and coaching. And so just for a half second, talk about that because you've got so much experience there. Just give us a little 30 second clip on what it's like for you in sales. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually brought a, a corporate career. So I spent 15 years in the corporate world, building and growing sales teams, fell in love with startups in the marketing space, did that for years. And then uh, when I finally retired from my director of sales job um, in a digital marketing agency, I spent two years helping high achieving women uh, leave their nine to five. So women in similar situations as me, good jobs, uh, good careers, super smart, just wanted more freedom of time, the ability to earn more money and the ability to call the shots. And then started a second business in partnership with my then business coach, where we built a company called Social Sellers Academy, where we are training sales teams for, for online entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs that have hit that seven figure mark and are now growing, growing their own teams. So teaching systems, processes, everything from, you know, lead tracking to closing and back again. And I've literally spent my whole career there. There is a huge space in my heart for sales. Um, especially yeah. for sales with entrepreneurs. I love it. I don't think I'll get away from it altogether, but for now our focus is on growing, being in the room. I love it. I love it. Okay. So at this stage in the game, if you will, even though you're rebuilding, I would say that you've, you've reached a certain pinnacle that many people are, are hoping to get to that seven figure mark in a business. You've done it with multiple. What drives you at this level, even to maybe re-go again, what drives you? So what's driving me right now is, it's actually like community and connection. It's very touchy feely and it didn't start that way. So that's why okay. I'm going to tell you what was driving me. And now that okay. I feel it's, it's kind of, I'm pivoted into a very touch, a touchy feeling, like totally walking in faith. This is a purpose move for me. This is a yeah. God move for me. Like I'm really, it's about empowering women. It's about creating connection. It's about if I can save one woman from staying in a shitty job or staying in a shitty marriage or staying in a business she hates. That's where I'm at right now. But what was driving me for the past handful of years was honest answer. Chaz was like, this is such a girly thing to say. And I can't believe I say it. In the movie, <laughs> in the movie, uh, Legally Blonde, where yeah, okay. <laughs> um, they give Elle Woods a hard time about getting into Harvard. And they're like, yes. you got into Harvard? And she goes, what? It's hard. That's where I was like, we're just going to go build a business and we're going to see what we can do here. And we're going to change yeah. some lives. And we're going to have a ton of fun. And so for me, I was just having a lot of fun and I'm still having fun, but there was yeah. never like, I'm money motivated. I'm a salesperson by nature. I like sure. money. I have small children. I want to change the world for them. But it was always just about, let's just keep climbing. Holy cow, we did it. Let's keep going. What do you know? We did it again. We should just keep going. And I wish that I could say that it was more heartfelt than that. But it okay. sounds like almost like a pleasant chip on your shoulder because in that movie, that place, it wasn't just the cutesy, like, oh, it's no big deal. It was, no, nah, I, I know that this hurts you right now and I'm going to press on it a little bit. <laughs> so I can feel that coming uh, coming across the screen right now. So that's awesome. Okay, Ryan, take me back. Take me back to the beginning of your entrepreneurship journey. Tell me kind of how that started. Does your childhood affect that or how you were raised, anything like that, how you got started? No, I never had any desire to be an entrepreneur because I was a salesperson. I was in control yeah. of my income. And I even like, remember, I have like this vision of me telling somebody like, why would I take that kind of risk? I don't have to. Right. Like I'm in control of how much money I make. Like I, I call the shots as long as I do my job. Nobody really bothers me. Like, why would I do that? And it really came out of, I've had my, like a lot of women I hear from, I had my first son. He now at the time of this recording is almost five. I went back to work. I have my dream job and realized like, 
this cannot be it for me. I cannot do this until I die. This is awful. <laughs> and, and I, it's still, then it wasn't entrepreneurship Chaz. Like I thought it was right. just an industry change. I'd been in marketing for sure. so long that I was like, well, maybe I just need to play in a different space. Maybe I just need to go do something different. Maybe get into like technology sales or just something different. And sure. through networking discovered this wave of women in very similar situations as me. And this is before the great resignation had a name, but that's what it was. It was these women yeah. being like, F you guys, like this sucks. This world is not built for me. It doesn't allow me to be a badass in my career, be a great mom, be a good human. It doesn't give me space to do that. So I'm going to go do it on my own. And I was like, huh, that's an interesting concept. And yeah. even still, it took me a little while to get to where I was like, finally was like, no sales is what I should be teaching. Yeah. So like that whole journey probably happened over the course of, I'd say from when I like had the moment to took action was probably like six months and then okay. probably another 12 months. So it was like 18 months of what am I doing? Where do I fit? Where do I go? What brand yeah. am I really building? Yeah. And then it was early 2019 when everything really started to, to take off. And at this time, I'm now pregnant with my second kid and I've got six months for my business to replace my six figure salary. So I don't have to go back to work after much. No big deal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And left up to someone like you, like it, that sounds like a big deal, but for you, it was already a done deal. I already know because you made the decision just based on what I know about you and, and you took it into your hands. And you made it happen. Okay. So in there, the clarity of message comes out again. But what I love that you said there, and so for the listener paying attention, is that it took her 18 months to kind of like get this thing figured out. And really, I can share that uh, sentiment of it doesn't just happen overnight. But what she did say is that it didn't keep her from action. And so she was taking action. She was pressing in. She was making phone calls, making connections, trying to sell something. Who knows what she was doing, but she was taking action. And then for a good year in the mix of all that, figuring it out still. And I think even still to a degree, you're saying I'm figuring it out, even though you sound like you've got it all put together, you're still pressing into something brand new. And so you're figuring that out now. Amen. I think, and that's to me what business is. I think that we all think that success is this place we're going to arrive then we're sure. going to wake up one morning, Chaz, as entrepreneurs yep. and be like, I've got it all together. I know exactly what's happening today. And there might be like those small spaces where that exists and then it's on to the next. And I don't want to say that like the world is littered with problems, but if you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying. So to me, success is not, it's not a place at which we arrive. Like it's, an, it's a journey in which we live. And that's why even starting over right now, I know like intellectually I should be freaking out, but I'm not because I'm just like, I'm just another day, another dollar. Like we're going to figure this out because that's what we yeah. do. Exactly. Exactly. Now, do you think that someone who hasn't hit that, what what we're calling that pinnacle, right? That, sure. that I've arrived that you and I both know is just a continuation of what else that we're called to in our purpose. But for someone who hasn't gotten there, how do you get them to untangle that in their brain where they're not trying to arrive, but they can really grab onto that. It's a journey and it's just another stepping stone along the way. What can you give find them? The, find the lesson, right? Like even if it's in a really crappy situation, find the lesson. What am I learning right now? Because everything that you're learning, even my whole story from like early 2017 to 2019, my business finally started making money. I could use that. I spent a lot of cash and it was, my business was not making it. And I could make that mean something about me. I could complain and whine about that. I can tell you that I gave up because it didn't work, but instead I just kept finding, what am I learning? What am I learning? Because it, it's, it's all come together at some point in time, even if it's years later. So I'll tell you a story very specifically. The first woman who's a friend of mine who I watched her business blow up and I was like, what are you doing? She introduced me to Russell Brunson, which y'all have probably heard of in his books. And the first time I read them, 
I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. This is not how real business works. This is stupid. Like this guy. And here I am, wow. however many years later. And obviously Russell's doing all right. Yeah. Now I'm a member <laughs> of his, I'm a member of his inner circle and it's his mastermind. And now where I am now, those lessons, like re -re I've recently reread all of his books. Oh, like just my frame of reference wasn't where it needed to be for those books to be what I needed them to be that lesson, whatever it was he was teaching. And so I just use that as a very tangible example, because somebody's going to tell you, read this book or do this thing or follow this coach or listen to this podcast or take this course. And it's not going to land. And you're going to be like, what a waste of money. What a waste of time. This didn't work for me. What's wrong with me? Why does this work for everybody else and not me? But if you really take the time to figure out what do I need to take away from this? Yep. And what I took away from the, at the time it was just expert secrets and dot-com secrets at that time was that like anybody can make money on the internet. That was the lesson <laughs> I got from those books the first time around. Yeah. The second time around, I got a whole lot more, right? To help me as a marketer sure. and how to position myself and, and, and those types of things. But that was my, I was like, this dude's selling potato guns. Like I'm smarter than that. Like I, I can do this. So it's yeah. finding the lesson in every single obstacle and every opportunity and every win, right? Yeah. Every single action step you're taking right now, whether you're on the journey from zero to six or six to seven, it's what's the lesson. And if you focus on the lessons and you focus on what you can take from this experience onto the next thing, it feels less heavy. Yeah. And, and I would even uh, say that not only is that true, but in order to do that, you've got to slow down enough, even if it's just one day a month to be able to actually process, what am I struggling with? What is the lesson in this struggle? Like you can't just be so stuck in the grind that you can't even mm -hmm. breathe to be able to do what she's saying here. And so if you find yourself stuck in this moment where you're just like, I can't get past that, um, step is, is schedule yourself a day to be able to think about the problems so that you can do exactly what Ryan's saying here and be able to identify the lessons that you're learning so that you can move them forward with a, with a plan of action. Okay. Ryan, tell me, we're, we're going to go into some decisions here that you've made. Tell me about a bad decision that you made that just, woo, you would never do it again. And, and you want to spare the listeners, save them some time and money for me, Ryan. I would say it was actually business number two. I, my business partner and I both grew, had very successful businesses. So when we started this business together, we made a lot of assumptions about what was needed, team, staff, all this other stuff. We overstaffed. We put the cart before the horse. We put together an offer and didn't really have the I, I, honest answer. I can speak for myself, not for her. We got cocky. We're like, we can do this. I got this. No big deal. We've done it before. And right. we, we overhired, we overguesstimated. We didn't fully understand our ideal client. And it cost us a lot of time, a lot of money and cost me a lot of heartache. Sure. So for me, it's just this idea of, and what I, I'll boil that down to somebody who's not at that mark. What I learned was like you, a big team doesn't equal success right? Yeah. Like it, a, a, a perfectly fleshed out offer before you go to market doesn't equal success, right? right. Like it was, you know what I'm saying? What I'm trying yep. to explain here is we think that there's a picture of success. And we think that once I see this picture, that's what I'm going to go. I'm going for that. And it's sometimes somebody else's picture of success is not your success. Sometimes something that works in another business isn't going to work in your business. And right. so for me, it was just like this overconfidence. Yeah. This is the way this is going to go. And it worked out. It all worked out in the end, but sure. thank God we were sure. starting from a place of resources. And for a while we didn't, nobody needed to live off of that business because it wasn't making any money. And so those were some just like bad decisions that I'm like, what? 
why was I thinking? Um, yeah. What were we thinking? But that's probably the biggest one I can think of. No, that's huge. And so for the takeaway there really is status that you're going after doesn't necessarily have to be the dollar or the number of team members that you have or the flaunting that you can do at the country club or the car that you drive, what, whatever the status is that you're after whether it's someone else uh, that you're showing or even yourself, because we do it to ourselves too. Like I feel good about myself because I have X number of employees or X number of real estate uh, properties or X, whatever, fill in the blank. And so what I'm hearing Ryan say to you right now is be honest, mm-hmm. be humble and do the things that are necessary, not only just for right now, but for that makes sense in the business. If you're not at seven figures and you don't need 40 people on your team, what are you doing trying to hire 40 people or- right whatever else. So because um, we've been told that 40 people equals success, right? That's what we think. And I think that's what we fell victim to. It was like, okay, cool. Successful businesses have teams. Let's go hire a team. And it was like, let's walk first and then we can run. (laughs) Yep. Let's go get some sales coming from a salesperson. Let's go get some deals, baby. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Got to get the deals first. Okay. So we'll switch on the other side of that sword and tell me a good decision that was so like just crystal clear that you'll do it time and time again. And the listener needs to do it too. There's a lot of really smart investments that I've made, but I am going to to go with the best decision that I've made is trusting myself. Mm, Okay, tell me more. Because it's very easy in the land of entrepreneurship to find somebody who's further along, further ahead, doing it a certain way. Again, using my example of team and all this other stuff, like, oh, I should have a team. I should run this kind of launch. I should do this kind of thing. I should price my services here. And doing things not because they feel true to you, but because somebody said that you did. For me, like in this final move in in pivoting into be in the room, this was like total trusting myself. There is nothing, like there's no mold for this. I, I looked, it doesn't exist. And I could have used that as a reason why nobody has built anything that looks like this. And instead it was like, no, like I know in my gut that this community is needed and this movement is needed. But had I just gone looking for, okay, I just need to find a mold and follow it. It didn't right. exist. And I could have used that as a thing to mean that it's it's broken or it's not going to work or nobody's interested or nobody's going to buy it. Yeah. Um, but instead it was like, no, I know in my heart that this is something that the world needs and that the women that I know and love need. So we're going to make this happen. So yeah. that's what I mean by really trusting yourself. If, if a launch strategy doesn't feel good, don't do it. If hiring the big team doesn't feel good right now, don't do it. If showing up on social media a certain way doesn't feel good to you, don't do it. Uh, because yeah. if it doesn't feel true to you, you're going to get mediocre results anyway. So then you're just going to be pissed off. No, I, re- I received those sentiments there for sure. I've done that myself several times of things that I wasn't going to do, but I felt like I needed to do because it was a copy paste of other people. And it's like, but that's not me. And so sometimes you fall victim to doing those things. Other times you stand firm, but you don't maybe get the result right away because you're staying true to what you know. And it doesn't come out exactly as you're expecting because it's something new. It's something different. It's an agitation to the market. And I'm excited for you and uh, the new program with me in the room because of that. It's an agitation. It's an agitation to the community. It's an agitation to people's lives. And, and I think that you're going to obviously crush it. But with your good decisions, trusting yourself, do you have a uh, you kind of described it a little bit, but do you have any sort of like formula or process that you follow when it comes to following yourself or trusting yourself? No. And the reason for that <laughs> is okay. like, I just, I make decisions so quickly. I don't think too much. And it's like a pain point, like even in my marriage, when I'm like, what do you mean you have to think about it? What? Right. I process very quickly, Chaz. So I, I don't know if it's a process, but for me, like I'm in or my, I'm out. And I know within 
typically minutes, if not hours of being shown something, what the next step is and what I want to do. Yep. Do I always pull the trigger in that time frame? Nope. But I make decisions very quickly because I've learned yep. that the only thing that I that I get from prolonging the decision or thinking about it longer or hemming and hawing about it more is really just torturing myself when I really know what I want to do. So yep. for me, it's the first, it's again, it's going with your gut. The first inclination is almost always the right one. That's right. And two, when you have a realization that sometimes decisions that you've made, even though you've been firm and quick on them, they're going to lead to either failure or a sure. bad decision, but you're okay with that because you made it quick. You didn't waste the time. You've moved on. You can correct it. It's no problem. You can learn from those experiences. So you don't have as much hesitation in those moments to be quick in those decision-making times. No, I mean, because they're, the way I view it is like, there's no bad decisions. There's decisions okay. and sometimes they go with the way we think that they will and sometimes they don't. And okay. like you said, failure, I like your air quotes of failure. Like failure isn't a thing. Like it, it's just not, it just, you learned a way that didn't work for you. Yep, exactly. No, I love it. I said it on a podcast probably a year or two ago that failures were my dues and I just wanted to hurry up and pay them. If I got to pay them, I might as well pay them now and just hurry up, let me get to them. I think that's a great perspective that you've given. Any area around formula or process around being disciplined, life, business, finance, family, anything like that, uh, that, that can, uh, that listener can take away from being disciplined. I'm a very disciplined person. I was an athlete. I grew up an athlete. So discipline has controlled into me from a very, very, very young age. And I think that actually that the advice that I would give you is again, are your disciplines your own or are they coming from somewhere else? And I'll give you an example. I'm a morning person. Like I'm totally, I love the morning. It has my alarm goes off at four 30. I love it. It's quiet. I get more done. Like I think I work out, like I, I read, it's my favorite time of day, but I know a lot of people are trying to force themselves to be morning people because sure. somebody said that they should. And if that's yeah. not the time that you're most productive, if that's not the time that you get things done, then don't do it. I don't think getting up at 5am makes you a disciplined person. Getting up at 5am makes, if that works for you, it makes you a smart person. So for sure. me, it's like, where's the discipline coming from? And is it really serving you? Yeah, no, I love that perspective. And you, there's a common theme. If you're listening to the undertone of Ryan, it's I'm true to myself. I'm genuine. I have no apologies of who I am. And that is going to lead to success in all these areas that she's talking about. And for you as well as a listener too, you got to be true to you, even in the sales processes. We've both taught sales for many years. If a salesperson or an entrepreneur is not being true to themselves, they cannot make a sale because the other person can't trust them, period. Amen. So how you can you trust yourself? All right. Speed round time. You ready? Mm-hmm. Get your get your get your seatbelt on. Okay, so one word answers right. if possible. I'm okay with a little bit of elongated answer, but these are some punchy answers. The the listener has their notebook out. They're taking notes. So, the number one metric, the only metric, if you could trim it down to one, you only had a chance to track one metric forever and ever. What would it be? Sales. <laughs> and why? <laughs> because without sales, we don't have a business. Thank goodness. That's a great answer. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. What book, what book does a six-figure owner need to read? The Having. Ooh, okay. Give us just a, I, I, I personally have not read that book. So give us 30 seconds on it. So 
I could give you a different book every time you ask that question. It's a recent read, but the having is about, it's about the impatience and growth. And so it's about wealth. It's wealth consciousness and the whole concept of being gratitude, being grateful for what you have right now. Celebrate what you do have. Celebrate the decisions you've made so far. Celebrate how much money your business has made. All of those things is what creates more of it. So I just think it fits really well when you're, like you said, you're in that space where you want to hurry up and get there faster. The Having, I think is a really great book about sitting with where you're at and using that to create what you want. Love it. I've got a saying that I use inside of my mastermind, Gathering the Kings, that you can be grateful, but not satisfied. You can be thankful for where you're at, but still churning out what your purpose is and going for more. Okay. I already know this answer because you've already said it, but I'm going to ask it for the sake of the listener. Do you mastermind with other entrepreneurs and do you pay for it? Yes. And yes. Okay. And tell the six figure owner, because what I found when I was a six figure owner and multiple other six figure owners that I've talked to, it's like, ah, I know the benefit of that, Ryan. I hear you, whether it's a a business coach, like you said, you've had one, I've had one. We're both part of masterminds. We both now have our own groups. And so why should either a woman listening right now pay you to be part of your group or pay me to be part of my group for for a guy or someone else's group that makes, makes more sense for them? Why should they spend the money? Because it's there. I'm like, how do I get this into one word, Chaz? How do I get it into a short (laughs) sentence? It will change your life. It goes back to the, the really old adage of you are the person Uh, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And as much as you love your friends and as much as you love your family and as much as you love the people in your day-to-day life, the majority of humans do not understand what you are trying to accomplish right now. And they're not going to be sympathetic. And without that support system, it's going to take longer. It's going to be harder. And it's going to be a hell of a lot more lonely. 100%. I agree with you. Okay, last question. This one's actually pretty applicable. You didn't lose it all, but you're pivoting as if maybe you did. And so if you lost it all today, what would you do? Follow my heart, follow my heart, follow my gut, follow my intuition, do the things. But from a business perspective, if you want like tactical advice, go talk to people, right? Like anytime you're like, I don't know, I feel stuck. I'm not sure. Get out from behind the desk, get out from behind the screen, go talk to humans. Because even when I was going through this whole kind of shift that I'm at, even looking at October, November of this year is when it really all came to a head for me or of last year. That's what it does. I need to go talk to people. I need to tell, I need to say out loud, like I need to process out loud what I'm thinking and feeling. And so that was by way of a coach. That was by way of my friends. That was by way of my, my sister. That was by way of my husband. Say it out loud. That really helped me process instead of trying to figure it all out on my own. Love it. Okay. Very good. Ryan, how can someone connect with you? Especially if you are a badass woman who is interested in a community to be a part of, how can they connect with you? Yeah, really great question. We just launched a brand new Facebook group. I hemmed and hawed over it. You think that we you know we're really good at making decisions at this level, but I hemmed and hawed. Um, and then we created a Facebook group. It's called Be in the Room on Facebook. That's a really awesome place to connect with us. I'm on Instagram at Ryan Dowdy Official. I'm Ryan with two N's. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. And then yeah. be in the room.org is the website if you're just interested in what we're doing, what we're creating. Perfect. Be in the room.org, or I heard be in the room on Facebook as a Facebook group. Connect with Ryan, please. You will not be disappointed as you can already tell from this conversation. I mean, dropping value like it's like it's just coming out of you like a water fountain. I so appreciate your time and of course your willingness to serve other entrepreneurs and specifically you're following your heart, serving other women. There is an absolute place for that. I know that the women on my team, I've already talked to you about them joining your program and they're excited about it. So when that time comes, I'm excited for that to happen as well. The listener needs to take close attention, pay close attention to to Miss Ryan. So 
Thank you so much for being on the show and uh, blessings to you in the next endeavor, be in the room. Thanks so much, Jess. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group. What that means is that we're really wanting only the entrepreneurs who take their business and targets super serious to apply. So if that's you, you think you got what it takes to level up your business, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com and apply. And we will see you on the other side.